Chapter 1 The Telegram Beryl was crying, and the telegraph boy was turning in at the gate. Jacob Steen did not know whether to be grateful to the boy or to wish him miles away. He'd watched him coasting down Lob Hill, and had felt certain from the moment he'd appeared that he was making for the house. It was disturbing to know these things before they happened, and he couldn't understand this curious, unwanted gift of his. He'd known that Beryl was in great distress that day. It had needed no special intuition to see that. She was seldom really happy, although there were times when she seemed to forget the trouble that was bearing her down. He wished those occasions could be more frequent. She was so young. He smiled as he looked at her and rose from his seat by the window. Beryl was sitting in a deck chair in the garden. Her back was towards him, and he didn't think she was aware of his presence. She was wrapped in her grief. Now the telegraph boy was ringing. In another moment he would start knocking, and Beryl would hear him. Jacob could picture her jumping up in alarm, trying to remove the traces of tears from her face, and hurrying to see who it was. Jacob had been on the point of offering to help her when the boy had appeared. Perhaps he ought to be grateful for the interruption. He could not bear a rebuff from Beryl. He didn't think that he was in love with her, but she dominated his thoughts. Though he had seen her gay, she was usually grave and sad-eyed. He pictured her always as troubled and weighed down by some intolerable burden. He thought he might be able to help her. He felt quite sure that no one else in the household could. He'd seen them try. It seemed to him to be an unusual household, but perhaps that was because he himself was unusual. He hurried across the room to the hall, pausing only for a last glance at Beryl, Soft-footed, as he had learned to be, he moved all the time as if he feared someone might be following, or, what was worse, lurking behind the stone statue near the staircase. He could hear the bell ringing in the pantry, the butler's pantry, Aunt Fanny would say, with obstinate insistence. Of the whole family she was the only one who lived in the past, who acted as if there were a large staff and she had only to pull a bell rope to get service. "'That's Fanny,' they would say, hearing its insistence, they never called her mother except to her face. Jacob, be a dear and see what she wants. Jacob, be a dear. Janet had won him over for ever the first time she'd said that. When there were family quarrels and arguments, Janet was always outside them. She had a quality of impartiality, which won respect. Jacob opened the front door and smiled at the telegraph boy. Afternoon, sir. Telegram for Mrs. Loam. For Mrs. Loam for Beryl. Yes, sir. The boy handed him the little envelope. There was the name, quite unmistakable. Any reply, sir? If there is, Mrs. Loam will telephone it. Telegrams so often meant bad news. He thought that any telegram for Beryl, anything born with such urgent speed, must bring further unhappiness. He walked into the garden, looking at her anxiously. She must have heard the boy's voice, for she was staring at the drive— When she caught sight of Jacob, she turned away to hide the fact that she'd been crying. Poor Beryl. Why must he always think of her like that? Because the others did, perhaps, all excepting Fanny, who had no patience with her. Poor Beryl, they would say, and a little nod would follow, implying that there was a particular reason for being sorry for her. Jacob, who had been at River House for two months, already felt that he'd known Beryl for years, and yet that he would never really know her. Of course he was not a member of the family. He was staying there by the courtesy—charity was a better word—of the Fortescues. 
They were great people for duty, and they owed a duty to the only son of the firm's foreign partner, now dead. When he thought of the firm, Jacob smiled sardonically, for River House was all that was left of it. It had once been prosperous, and Jacob's father had been the European representative. Jacob's family was gone, too. There was nothing left but memory, part good, part evil. But now he was in England, being cared for, after his long ordeal, and he knew that even Janet wondered if he were quite normal. They all suspected that torture and torment had unbalanced him, being so kind, meaning so well. Beryl turned and looked at him, smiling bravely. "'Hello, Jacob. What was that?' "'A telegram.' said Jacob. Aren't you cold out here? Yes, but the house is...